Welcome to Block Rocket Stratosphere, the podcast where we will interview partners and leading blockchain experts of our ecosystem to share their latest insights on blockchain related matters. My name is Sagar and I am the head of venture development of Block Rocket. We are one of the leading accelerator program for early early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As part of our program, we invest up to 250,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting, then feel free to apply to our program through our website. In our episode today, we would like to introduce you to Florian Wimmer, CEO of BlockPitch. Since September 2017, BlockPit has been dealing with the topic of compliance with digital currencies such as Bitcoin. They have developed a software platform that combines all sorts of digital currencies. This enables them to drastically simplify processes resulting from complex regulations, anti-money laundering guidelines and tax laws. With solutions for transaction analysis and tax reporting, BlockPit not only serves cryptocurrency users but also tax consultants, banks, crypto exchanges and government institution. It is essential to fully document transactions from all sources like trading, mining and gifts. With BlockPit, this happens effortlessly and automatically. This enables us to handle cryptocurrencies easily and in accordance with increasingly strict guidelines. I'm excited to talk with Florian about his company and the milestones that are still ahead of them in the months to come. So welcome, Florian. How about we start with a quick intro from your side? Hi, Zagar. Great to be on the show. Yeah, definitely. So I'm uh, the CEO and one of the founders of uh, BlockPit. I myself uh, have a tech background, so I'm coming from the programming side, uh, but then worked a few years at KPMG, uh, so one of the biggest tech advisors, auditors uh, in the world, and got my first... Uh, deep dive into crypto in 2015, uh, where I bought my first Bitcoin, did some mining, uh, basically tried out everything that you can imagine in the blockchain space. And now here I am, we found a block pit in 2017 and has been a, a great four years until then. Thanks a lot, Florian, for joining us today. I mean, uh, we have lots of things to discuss, but before we move into like details about like block pit and your other adventures, I would like to ask about like your journey into blockchain space i'm sure you got exposed to bitcoin and so if you can share with us like what was the that first point of contact with bitcoin and you you decided like this is the space i would like to work for another 20 30 years well the, the first point was actually in i think it was 2012 um where i came across bitcoin in an online forum but i didn't realize uh, what it was back then so my bad. Uh, I then rediscovered Bitcoin uh, because it was introduced by a friend of mine to mining back then uh, uh, in 2015. And yeah, that, that's when I was like, okay, Bitcoin is now at $300, right? Uh, and something is going on here. <laughs> I need to check this out. Um, and yeah, I took a deep dive into the technology, so blockchain uh, per se, uh, and was uh, pretty amazed on what it can do. And then, of course, everything that you can do with uh, not just Bitcoin, but all the other crypto assets. Uh, Ethereum was on the market back then. So I uh, registered myself on multiple exchanges. Uh, I actually bought a mining rig for my seller, which did not survive for very long because it's just so loud and hot. <laughs> um, and yeah, I experimented uh, along this, this way. Um, of course, then 2017 came, you know, the whole ACO craze, the hype. I invested in a lot of projects, uh, 
profited a lot, lost a lot of money, basically like zero sum game, uh, but I definitely gained a lot of experience. Um, but what I did not know at that time was that everything that I'm doing here is uh, taxable, right? So there is regulation for this. I was actually the opinion uh, that as long as I don't cash back out into Euro, I'm not uh, liable to taxes. But then there was a clarification uh, by the Austrian Ministry of Finance that every trade that you're doing or every transaction is a taxable event. And it was too late for me then. I had thousands of transactions on hundreds of assets, uh, over 20 exchanges and all the stuff that I did. Uh, it was yeah, basically impossible to do this via an Excel sheet. Uh, tax advisors had no clue about it. So me as a programmer, there was only one solution, right? I need to build software to automate uh, this whole process for me. And that's how the idea of uh, Blockbit uh, came to fruit. And yeah, I had a lot of friends in the crypto space and it was not a long time until everybody said like, I need this too, I need this too. Uh, and yeah, we said, okay, let's make a business out of this. And I think we had got a great timing. Um, there's a lot of potential still out there um, for us to yeah, bring uh, basically trust and efficiency in, in this whole new financial system. And this is the mission that uh, we set out to and that I'm very happy to wake up every morning and, and work on. So fascinating. Uh, so moving further, like, uh, thanks a lot for the, all the information. But so you got like a problem first, like the problem statement is like how to tackle this problem of like taxation. And I think this was the idea, right? Like from your side that to start the block with, right? So if you can tell me a few more details about like founding process of BlockBit, I'm sure it's not one man show, right? You need like strong team, dedicated team. And in blockchain space, you cannot hire the people by assuming their resume or CV. You need like a hardcore blockchain people who are willing to put their time and they have some kind of like interest in space. So if you can tell me all the early days of BlockBit, how you start, you found your team and the daily operations of it. Yeah, sure. So I actually just quit my job at KPMG at the time, um, but I had, of course, still contact with a few colleagues back there. Uh, and one of them contacted me and was like, oh, we have this new client who is uh, trying to do an ICO, uh, but we have no idea about blockchain and crypto. Uh, uh, let's come over for a coffee and let's talk and you can give us a little insights because you, you were the crypto guy back then at, at KPMG, right? Um, and yeah, I, I met up with them and we talked a lot. Um, and then the, the topics of taxation came up and I was like, I have no, I have no clue, no solution, right? But I'm working on something. And yeah, they were from the tax uh, space, data analytics space from KPMG. So it was uh, two of my ex-colleagues. We were three people sitting, drinking a few beers and then yeah, like bringing this idea of uh, making our own solution. Um, so it was basically three idea founders um but they were both the right directors at kpmg so pretty high up on, on the on the payment ladder um so they did not want to do full-time full risk startup uh, from the very beginning uh, but they wanted to co-found next to their job at kpmg and bring in their expertise uh, to do that they had to get the approval of their partner um who was very uh yeah, uh, intrigued by the idea and was like, okay, you can do it, but I want on board as well. So <laughs> this is how we found our first business angel. Uh, so he was like, uh, he brought 50K to the table. Um, so we had our fourth co-founder, but he also of course was full-time KPMG and very high up. So I was the only one going really like neck deep, uh, full risk into it. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do this guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the <laughs> only one of a four-man team doing full-time. So I was looking for a fifth co-founder, someone also from the uh, development sphere uh, and I found an ex-colleague from my studies um, 
who then was was the fifth co-founder and the also the the, the second one that came in full time from the very beginning. So we founded as five people in 2017. Two of them full time started. Uh, in the meanwhile, one of the KPMG directors uh, joined us full time uh, as our COO. Um, one of the shareholders is actually we bought out last year. Um, so it's uh, four of the founders remaining. We now scaled uh, to a team of uh, over 30 people. Uh, and yeah, as you said, uh, it's, it's hard to get those special niche talents. Um, we really like, we're building them up. So we're, we're looking just for motivated people uh, who are, have some affinity to crypto, uh, are really like willing to learn um, and then getting them in. So there is no like pool of those talents out there because we're just so early, right? Um, it's, it's trial and error. Um, and it comes down to yeah, in, intrinsic motivation. So if people are willing to learn and they are talented, then you can basically learn everything. And that's how we build up our team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, if you if you see the last two bull hypes like 2017 and currently ongoing cycle, the lots of developer made so much money. Like even they don't want to or they are not willing to work full time with some startup because they can. Everything is open source, right? In crypto, so they can just start working for a few of the DeFi projects and they can still earn like good chunk of amount of money. And I think that's the biggest issue right now. Uh, the our space facing which is like developers they're like huge shortage of developers and it's not like that overnight like you can prepare like a developer's talent and start hiring them so yeah we are still early i'm definitely agree with you but uh, so moving further like what what products or services does blockbit offers so we are we call ourselves a rec tech for transactional analysis on blockchain based assets uh, which uh, basically comes down to compliance software uh, so we're offering uh, services in the taxation, so automated tax calculation for individuals, corporations, but also um, government-sided, so helping governments uh, in data processing in, in that kind of part. And then the second pillar, which is anti-money laundering uh, and basically proof of origin, so deciphering uh, where a Bitcoin or any other asset comes from, has it been to the dark net, and so on. So those are like the, the two... Um, big big pillars of compliance that we are serving um and part of this is b2c so directly for the end consumer you and me who is trading crypto has no idea about taxation and just wants to be on the safe side does not want to be caught tax frauding right and the other one are the financial service providers so every exchange custodian broker who is subject to uh, compliance regulation uh aml5 directive which is now in the eu uh, a big topic so they just like are required by law to use services like ours. Um, we are having a, also some proje uh, projects, like say pilot projects in, in the direction of tax advisors. So we're working on, on a CRM uh, software for tax advisors. We call it the crypto tax agent. Um, and there are pilot projects with governments where it, it's mostly a little bit of a, a service to them um, using our existing services and, and technology to help them process transactions and, and actually yeah, uh, when they are getting transactions from different exchanges and so on, it's mostly not readable for them and we're helping them decipher this and, and calculating taxable gains and categorizing that. Understood. But uh, what is your current opinion? I mean, we already gone through the, your founder story. You already told me like, what was the problem faced by you personally and then you solved this problem by founding the block page, right? So when there is like, if you want to make $1 billion, then you don't 
go into street and look for the opportunity, but you solve the $1 billion worth of problem and you will make that way. So I think that's a perfect way to start. Uh, but what, what do you think about like current situation going on? Like if you see the finance is going through like scrutiny from all the regulation side, many other exchanges are moving to like, uh, they want to comply with all the jurisdiction uh, area. And so what, what is the sentiment from your side? What do you see? What's coming next? Yeah, from our standpoint, it's really positive. Um, so a lot of regulation is coming out. Uh, so there's the DAC8 guideline, EU-wide, which is automated transfer of data from exchanges and so on to the authorities. So they're really like tackling down on tax evaders. Um, uh, there is, uh, of course, also some uh, market uh, insights from, from, from competition. So uh, TaxBit, our biggest competitor in the US, they just raised $230 million right uh, they're basically offering the same services as we do for the u.s market so high valuation the market shows us that there is definitely need uh, for these kind of solutions we're seeing of course institutionals coming in this year into crypto uh, compliance is a way bigger topic for institutionals than it's for individuals so a, a lot of requests and demand from that side as well uh, finance yeah it was only a matter of time finance was basically a big uh, money laundering machine <laughs> uh, now they're cracking down on it um, but we see a lot of players uh, like say bitpan or ftx and so on that really are try trying to be the, on the very compliant and regulated side from the very beginning um, and you see them strive right now so bitpan also now reaching 4.1 billion and valuation right so I think this is the way to go forward. Um, we need regulation, of course, not over-regulation, um, as, as we still want to enable uh, it for the masses. But we're going there. It's a whole different world than it was back in 2017. Uh, so it's not Wild West anymore. Um, there is really now the possibility um, also for the big players to get into the market. And that's what we're seeing. And I'm pretty confident that in the next three to five years, we're building up a, a very... Uh, good ground and basis for for this uh, yeah economy to strive understood uh moving further so what what is the current status quo of the, your product or uh, what would be the like uh, your past biggest achievement which uh, you, you you all found the seat on the table and then you said okay we made it guys do you have any story to share maybe <laughs> well there is a lot of uh, things are lying in the past already um so we started out in austria right uh, so we did this for this small country in austria uh, austrian tax law right now we're active in uh, six countries uh, austria germany switzerland france spain uh, and the us we're gonna add two more uk and netherlands until the end of the year we actually uh, made a few first mover uh, uh, things in the past. So in 2019, we issued the first tokenized security uh, as a fundraising module. We raised uh, 2.5 million by bringing a participation right to security on the blockchain. We were the first ones uh, to do this in the Austrian law. Uh, last year, we acquired our biggest competitor uh, in Germany. So we, we bought our competitor uh, due to a few lucky circumstances, uh, merged this together. So we are at a big post-merge integration phase, um, which also, of course, brought us new team members, new talent, uh, new product lines, a, a better product overall. Uh, and for the future, it's, uh, yeah, so we are trying to implement uh, all jurisdictions uh, in Europe until the end of 2023. So we really want to be the key player, the number one market leader for the European market. And then, of course, looking overseas. So I don't know if there's ever a point where you say uh, we made it. Um, there are, of course, a few big milestones that, that we're aiming towards. Um, 
of course, uh, uh, getting a, a certain market share, being active in, in, in many, many, many markets. Uh, I personally would love to do an IPO um, just from, from, from this uh, side of, of, of the business. Uh, I think I'm, I'm more suited to build up a company. I think once we were having a certain size and we're doing 10 to 15% growth per year, right? Uh, I, I'd probably give over the CEO post and maybe go into the supervisory board. But those are probably at least five to 10 years out. Um, so yeah, not, not sure when you can say we made it, but I think as long as you enjoy every day what you're working on, I think you already made it. Yeah, that's that's really important because uh, I I meet like so many people they're willing to work into blockchain space but they 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 also find like hard time to jump into them and for them it's like if they find some some job in blockchain space that means uh, retirement for them because they they are so blockchain aff affectionate maybe crypto side more because of the the gains they make it but uh, yeah they're like not everyone is like. Uh, that passionate about it to willing to give away everything they want to do like 50 50 as you said about your co-founder story so yeah definitely uh, what what i wanted to say is like uh, you you mentioned that uh, you want to give away like your ceo post up later so on and you want to do your ipo so that means like there is no token issuance in near future from blockfit side right so you will go more traditional financial way no uh, actually contrary so we we just converted to a joint stock company from a limited uh, liability company uh, just last week uh, and we are again doing a first mover <laughs> so we tokenized a uh, part of our stock so not uh, a security or as a participation right on the company but real stock so it's we are the first ones uh, to do this again uh, was quite a, a hassle uh, with the judge uh, the, uh, but uh, we, we got it through so uh, it's definitely could be interesting for us to issue a new stock in the future, uh, even pre-IPO, uh, just to uh, yeah, our community, uh, possible investors. Uh, we are having yeah, a few hundred thousand users on the platform. They are all in crypto investors, right? There is uh, always uh, some of them asking, hey, do you own, issue your own token? Can we somehow invest in Blockbit and so on? And this uh, should be possible. So IPO, uh, I think, is not going to be IPO as it is now in five years. Uh, I think we're going to go into the, the whole uh, yeah, tokenized uh, IPO uh, sphere. So tokenizing your company, uh, even before going public, um, having a secondary market um, of, of shares, which we already have right now. Um, and then, well, at, at some point uh, in time, when, you, when it makes sense, when the valuation is high enough and so on, then really like uh, go list maybe on a traditional market. Um, but I think this is going to merge. So the blockchain is just a new technology, right? The organization is just a new way of, uh, yeah, uh, building building up those rights uh, in some kind of infrastructure. Uh, so I, I think this is not contradictory to, to do like an IPO, but go the new way. So, so you mean like you will also uh, like list your token on exchanges, right? Yeah, so regulated exchanges could be a crypto exchange that is getting the MTF license that they need for securities trading, or could be a traditional uh, securities exchange that uh, build up the infrastructure to list tokenized stocks. So there's a Börse Stuttgart, for example, in Germany. They already have a token marketplace. Uh, they're just waiting for uh, a, a new law uh, to be able to list those tokens. And there are, of course, players like Bitpanda that have a securities uh, license already, but not the big one that they would need to uh, open up an exchange for securities. 
but I think this is just a matter of time. So in, yeah, let's say two years, we're going to see the first IPOs uh, on, yeah, crypto exchanges that, that have the necessary licenses. Understood. I would like to discuss more about DeFi because your product somehow relate with also DeFi because uh, when Satoshi Nakamoto wrote the white paper of Bitcoin, the, the meaning of this whole space was like, uh, there is no third party intermediary, right? No third person involved. So don't you think we are slowly, slowly moving what was not expected to become, but like nowadays, like central body or central governments from each of the countries, they are trying to somehow suppress this innovation or they want to take some kind of like control or of it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not the, the, the anarchist, right? That is like, uh, okay, uh, death to the state, right? Uh, let, let's go fully decentralized. I think it's going to have some kind of a parallel existence. Um, you're going to need some kind of regulation, investor protection as well. But definitely, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the whole DeFi uh, ecosystem. Um, I'm really like heavily involved myself into protocols like Terra, Ethereum, of course. Uh, so uh, I think it's amazing what you can do and how you can mirror our traditional finance uh, in an already very effective uh, way. So this is, of course, uh, something that a lot of people are trying out. Um, but you're still having this like first step into crypto most likely over traditional exchange where you have to register kyc right send your bank money to transfer it to bitcoin whatever and then you're going to into DeFi. you're setting up your metamask you're setting up your wallets you're sending your ethereum there and then then you're decentralized but from the moment on that you're doing this uh you can track everything right so this pseudonymity of uh, of, of blockchain is is uh, has its benefits but also its downsides um of course, there are some things like Tor chain or so coming up that are trying to uh, basically also disable this whole tracking. But let's say you're using uh, Uniswap or whatever in the DeFi space, so those, those common protocols, you can really track down everything. As long as we know that this address was belonged to some pe- person, we, and, and of course the financial authorities can track it down. So you're never gonna be like completely anonymous here, um, which is why we included also um, native DeFi into our products. So like really, going to the to this very very big benefit of blockchain you're just giving us your public key only the public key and we can automatically do the whole tax reporting and so for you we can identify smart contracts interpret them read out the data so be it liquidity providing trading on uniswap staking rewards whatever you're doing you just need the public key and it's all automated because blockchain is fully transparent and immutable right and of course we are also supporting those kind of things in our software solutions Sure. I mean, I mean, it's also like not that easy, right? I mean, uh, okay, if you have the address, we know, you know, your address or some other person who is familiar to you, they, they can like know that, okay, this address like belongs to the Florian and then you can track on Etherscan or any respective blockchain, right? But what about the airdrops and all? For example, uh, the recently airdrop by Super Rare that, that's like worth quarter million right now. Uh, and that's crazy. And how, how do you tax this? And I mean, how do you put the tax on that things? Well, it depends on the country you're in. So legislation is different uh, on this. In, in Austria, Germany, airdrops are not taxable when you get them. Um, but if you have done some kind of, uh, well, uh, yes, task to get them, like give a, doing some advertising on, on Twitter for this, uh, to get the airdrop uh, for the project, then it actually uh, could be declared as income um, as you have been working for it. Uh, but usually airdrops at the moment you get them, they're not taxable. 
Um, but of course, if you sell them later on um, or giving a, a certain time frame uh, within a year, right, you're fully taxable on, on the current worth of it. But you cannot deny an airdrop, right? Everybody can send you something. Um, you, you, you can't really do anything about it. Uh, that's how blockchain works. So you should not be taxable upon receival of such an airdrop. Understood. So as long as there is no meeting uh, connection with your KYC bank account and you are like actually cashing out the money, as long as like it's if it's like a, some certain like there is like boundaries, right? You you put your money in Kraken, let's say, and move it to the like DeFi exchanges, and there you can do some sort of shady things. And I, as you also mentioned previously, like it's not that like uh, you can never track it. You it, everything well, is Kraken trackable. in that in yeah. that case, Kraken has to report to the authorities that you move the funds from their exchange to this wallet. This wallet belongs to you, and then the authorities know everything that basically happens from that point on. But of course, if you're uh, buying uh, something OTC, right, uh, local Bitcoin or so, or an ATM, or actually you're mining, and those coins are going into a fresh wallet that you created, then there is no connex to your yeah. persona. True, true. So moving further, like there is every month there is some kind of fraud in our space or in our industry, it becomes like so big now. But still, like uh, every second month, there's like Bitcoin is dead, and this whole <laughs> industry like going back from north to south and we can see right now there's always like part coming on so what are you most afraid of it or like uh, what are your biggest challenges as of today i'm not really afraid very much i mean i'm in their space since 2015 i i, <laughs> I made those up and downs through a, a few times uh, so like when it comes to the market i'm i'm pretty convinced that it's too big to fail it's there's just so much real life adoption already going on um, where yeah, there's there's just a value uh, that's that's brought in here. Institutionals coming in, so I actually don't expect such a massive uh, dip uh, when there's institutional money involved. And the bigger it grows, the less volatile it, it's 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 going to be, right? Um, for us, from a company perspective, uh, the biggest topic is, is regulation, right? So I'm I'm scared of regulation when it comes in the wrong way. Um, right now, it's looking really good, but if there's a regulation like uh, yeah, regulators saying it's it's just wealth tax, right? At the end of the year, all cryptos that you have, they're getting valuated on the time uh, of, 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 of the end of the year and you have to pay 10, 20% on it, right? Then our software is pretty much useless because it's pretty easy, that's, everybody can do this, right? So this would be some regulation that's, that would not be beneficial to us. Um, so those are like the, the biggest uh, challenges that could come. Um, right now it's, it's looking in completely the, the opposite. And then, of course, there's the competition. Uh, we're having a big competitor in the US who raised a, a quarter billion dollars, right? Yeah. They're going to come over to Europe uh, sooner or later, probably sooner with that much money. Um, so we have to be prepared. So this is something that, uh, of course, also uh, is a kind of a pressure uh, working towards us. Um, yeah, but but yeah, not, not really from a market perspective. I'm not scared. Uh, maybe it can go down. You know, there are those cycles, but overall... Uh, it's it's great development. It's sustainable development, and it's gonna change the world uh, in a massive way. Yeah, the correction is always healthier for the long term. Uh, but are you also open for like you say like your competitor is like lots of money? So like, are you also open for like M and A if they offer? Well, not at this point. The service, uh, I'm. I think we're having a way better product than our competitor does. Um, I mean, US is always something kind of its own, right? So there's valuations that are just insane. Um, so at this stage, 
no, we're not. We're, we want to take them head on. Uh, we're very confident that we are having a great chance to uh, take over the European market uh, later on. Who knows? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm never saying no definitely to anything. Uh, you never know how things are developing. But at this point of time, no, let, uh, let them come and we're going to take them. In previous question, you answered about like the 20% taxation on your wealth annually. So that's, I think that's, uh, that match very well with the institutional investor, basically because they don't want to go to the DeFi wallet and trade so many things. But I think from my perspective, it's also like, as long as the crypto is here, there won't be like the people who would like to trade their Ethereum for another like arts coins and moving here and there. So I think there will be the chaos all the time. And definitely that for that thing, uh, the product like uh, you are offering at BlockBit, they will never go out of demand. That's what I think personally, because institutional investors are like more like heavily, like highly risk covered. So they would not like to move their front from here and there because they're dealing with like multi-million or billion dollars assets. So I, th- I don't think so. Like that's, that's going to be the problem for the long run even. But what is in general your opinion about like, if we talk in next five years, let's say like uh, we meet again in five years somewhere and if we are discussing about like a current situation in 2025 about whole space, where do you see it's heading? Well, we're still really early. Uh, so I'm, we are this bubble. For us, everything is moving uh, very fast. And I think everybody I'm talking to is already into crypto. But like seeing the whole picture, it's it's still like a, a small margin of the, the world population that is dealing with, with blockchain and crypto. So I think even in, in five years, it's it's not going to be mass adopted yet. Um, I think we're going to do a great, great, great prog- process, uh, progress there. Uh, it's also part of our mission to educate people, right? To, to provide solutions, to, to help going into this way. So I think in five years, it's, it's going to be widely accepted. Um, parallel to our current traditional systems, uh, it's going to slowly uh, get, gain more and more and more traction. Um, but we're still in the mid early days of the internet now with blockchain. So uh, a lot to come and I can't even think about how it's gonna look like in 10 years. So we're having this exponential growth, right? Uh, development is becoming faster and faster and faster. Um, it's, it's not linear. So from yeah, the color TV to the first computer and from computer to the smartphone and so on, it's, it's going to be faster and faster. So I think even 10 years is a, is a big, big, big time span, uh, especially in this place, uh, if you look back 10 years ago, right, uh, 2011, probably there was like a handful of people who knew about Bitcoin um, and see what happens until now. So I'm, 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 I'm not going to do any concrete predictions on that part, but definitely going into the direction, I think it's going to gain a lot of traction um, in the system. I think with the time, it's also compounding the like people are coming into the space. And also, uh, I'm not as early like you, but as joined like 16 2016 during the space but if we see like in last three years like 17 18 19 the growth has been like tremendously like upscale like lots of development happened during last year market and every day there are like lots of new hiring so coming to my next question is like as you mentioned you also close your last funding round so you must be looking for like a talent who is looking for like uh switching their like corporate jobs into like a blockchain space so if you're hiring something if you would like to say some words about that uh, yeah absolutely Uh, we're trying to double uh, our headcount until the end of the year uh, basically looking in in all directions of course development obviously but also in in terms of uh, sales marketing uh, internal uh, operations controlling 
so we're having, I think, over 30 uh, open uh, sort of job positions right now. Uh, you can check them out also on our website. Uh, and as you said, it's it's about getting those people from from the uh, classical environment into the topic, and there's a lot of interest. I think we have an attractive uh, proposition for those people um, to really build something that's really used by people. Where you're early, you can still participate. Uh, a lot of uh, things yet to come. Uh, and as you said, a lot of our employees right now, they have been early in the space, right? So money is not really the motivator for those people. It's like uh, building a great product, building building something uh, that they can identify with that solve their own solutions. So for us, it's really like one of the, the key uh, characteristics that someone has to bring uh, for a job is to be uh, very, very affinite for, for this topic. So you really want to get into it. You want to try it out. You at least created some account and, and bought your first Bitcoin. So if, if you don't have any uh, experience with that, it's probably a little bit too early. Um, we're just like, we're living this culture, right? Everybody's in it. We're having our Slack channel set up. There's trading channels. So people are discussing about this topic as well. Um, so, so everybody really like uh, on the train and, and completely in for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, someone said uh, very right. I mean, correctly, like, if you miss one month, one month is like one year in crypto space. So if yeah. you are away from this market for one month, then next month you will have to like double up your work to understand what's happened in like last month. So definitely, I mean, otherwise it will be much harder, like because you cannot do the training like the corporate or sideway. If the person don't have what is Bitcoin, DeFi, ERC20 and airdrops and liquidity aggregators protocols, then I think it will take one or two years for them to understand. And if they don't have any kind of interest from inside, then the things will become more harder. So, well, uh, all right. Fantastic, Florian. Thank you for joining us today. We are looking yeah, forward to seeing you for how you're... Me. We're very looking forward to seeing how your company develops in the upcoming years and happy to see one day it goes to the IPO and listed on Stock Exchange. Yeah, let's do our best. <laughs> Thanks, Agar. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description below. Please also re reach out to us if you are a blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.